What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Rebunk. My name is Scott, coming at you live from Music City, Nashville, Tennessee, which is very appropriate because I have a very music-centered episode. Music and so much more. I'm very excited to bring you guys this one tonight. Um, going to be a lot of solutions, a lot of resources, so stay tuned. But before we get too far into it, I just want to show you guys how you can follow and support the show. So real quick, um, Rebunk.news is the website. That's where you get links to pretty much everything. That's where you're going to find all the social medias. Uh, make sure you're subscribed on all your podcast players. You can listen on the go. Five-star reviews. You know how that is. Goes a long way. Um, you're going to see all the affiliates at the top, including Richard Grove's Autonomy. They just kicked off season 10. Uh, I'm very fortunate to have been a season eight graduate. Got so much out of it. So if you click that link, go through the obstacle course, you can see if autonomy is good for you. We have TRS Heavy Metal Detox Spray to absorb and eliminate all the heavy metals that are in your system. And then the t-shirt shop. Uh, which we'll get to in just a minute. And then, of course, the Give, Send, Go. If you just want to drop a tip in the tip jar, that's uh, givesendgo.com forward slash rebunked. Um, and then also, please make sure you're signed up on the Substack email list. So it's rebunked.substack.com. There's a little area right there at the top of the main website where you can enter your email. It's free. That just gets you on the newsletter so that you can uh, get notifications about uh, any of the shows coming out. So this is like the one from today. Um, that you can see, uh, you can see information about the episode, links to watch the episode, uh, resources for the guest, all the affiliates. So, but, but also it's just a good way to stay up to date with the show rebunk.substack.com. And then the t-shirt shop is on fire. You guys, I'm so excited about this. We've got all the fun designs. We've got the, uh, we've got the classic Trump mugshot shirt, right? Trump wanted for vaccine genocide, which is fries everybody's mind nobody knows what to do nobody knows what to say or, or to think when they see you walk down the street with one of those. so yeah so what else we got we got the uh oops uh let's see censorship kills censorship kills because we were trying to get the information out but the information wasn't able to reach all the people and unfortunately a lot of people suffer negative consequences but what i'm really excited about so you guys know all the designs we got we got hoodies we got hoodies in stock look at that, 30 bucks for a hoodie. Where can you find a hoodie for 30 bucks that, that says all the stuff you want it to say with all the classic shirts on there? So, you know, gear up for the fall and winter with a rebunked sweatshirt. Uh, we have lady shirts, all the all the designs. We've got hats, beanies, and stickers. So rebunk.news forward slash shirts to get in on all that. So all right, guys. So um without further ado, I'm very excited to bring in my guest today. Um, he's a, he's a musician. Uh, he, he's been in the Liberty movement for a very long time doing all kinds of awesome things. And he's got an amazing, exciting new project centered around homeschooling, building a homeschooling community and some really cool stuff. So I'm very excited to bring in the great Jordan page, Jordan, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Scott. This is great to be here, buddy. Oh man, it's an honor to have you. So, uh, yeah, I, I know you got your little, uh, music studio background there. I got my little music studio background here. It's like, nice. I'm trying to manifest something like this maybe someday, <laughs> who knows, but in the meantime, it's kind of just sitting there. So, well, welcome, man. I've been following your work for a long time. I've like, uh, seen you and heard you like on grand theft world quite a bit. You know, they're always referencing your work. That's where I first heard about your work and, uh, you, you know, you've been out there making Liberty centered music for a long time but you know yeah. i'm a fellow musician myself um i, I kind of keep well no i'm gonna keep it on the down low I, well i'll just i'll just say it okay what i do, do have i do playing? have a 
was I play guitar. I play guitar. I, I don't okay. sing, but I try to sing. But okay, uh, I, I, I am I'm working on a little project right now. That's all I'm gonna say. That's all I'm gonna say for the people. But I got a project in the works. That I'm very excited about. But uh, awesome. but it's not about me. It's not about me. But anyway, Jordan. So how how long have you been playing? Oh man, it's been been quite a while. I mean, I I turned 44 this year, which kind of blows my mind. You know, when I was a kid, I thought 44 was ancient, mm, but yeah. I I feel pretty much the same as I did when I was 25. Um, and uh, but I've been I've been playing music since I was about 12 years old. You know, I had I had a a calling to it. I, I did a lot of acting as a child, and then when I I got a hold of a guitar and I got up on stage and I played a couple songs and I saw the reaction people had when I was mm. like you know 12. It was like, oh, this is this is it from now on. You know, I, I I've been on the stage all my life, but music music was it, and it's 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 been like the central uh, character uh, and driving force uh, in my life. It's it's really like the way that I have expressed my my faith, my my life, and you know, it, it, it's 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 carried me all over the world and has made me the person that I am. So for for sure, music is a central central component to me. Um, and and it's it's how it's how I've I've done everything that I've done. It's all it's all been because of music and anything that I've done in in activism or politics or education. Um, it, it it all started with that. It's it's all because of that. So That's I've been playing cool. guitar, you know, since I was twelve years old. I've been writing songs all this time, and you know, I I was I was writing a lot of songs about relationships and about just like you know my life and whatnot up until about two thousand six, and you know I had a really um, really crazy encounter in 2006. I was like, I was a sheep like anybody, you know? I mean, I had no idea what was going on, Scott. I was completely yeah. oblivious. And I had this this really uh, strange uh, intervention. I was driving down the street, going home. I was living in Annapolis, Maryland, and there's this guy in a wheelchair trying to get up onto the curb and at the at, at the supermarket. And I, I, I could see he was struggling. So I, you know, I pull into the parking lot, I get out, I help him up, shake hands. And he's got his legs amputated below the knee. And, you know, he, he's, he's a paraplegic and real, real withered up kind of guy. And I, 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 it turned out he lived in the same apartment complex that my wife and I did. And we struck up a friendship with him. And I always found it really odd that he had no friends other than us. He had all this really expensive, high-end artwork in his apartment, but his apartment was disgusting and it was, it was just horrible. You know, mm. but it, but but it was full of like you know expensive statues and crystal chandeliers and paintings, and it was pretty wild. And this one night we were we were over at his place and he had made us dinner. And a, and after dinner, I was playing the guitar. I was singing "Wish You Were Here" by Pink Floyd, and he starts crying. You know, and I should mention that he had he had like this weird disease that no one could understand. And it was it was causing his body to wither up and waste away. And that's why his legs were amputated. And no, and he was in medical journals because no one no one knew what it was. It was like this unique thing. And so he starts crying as I'm playing this song. I wish you were here. And I stopped playing. I said, you know, what's wrong? What, what, did I upset you? He's like, no, he's like, I I just think that God has smited me. And I'm like, well, why, why do you think that? And he said, for the sins of my youth. And I looked at my wife. <laughs> I was like, uh-oh. And I said, well, all right, I'll bite. You know, what did you do? And he, and he said, throughout the 70s and 80s, he ran this so-called underground escort service for senators and congressmen with children. And, you know, and he told me the whole story. Everything that, we, everything that everyone knows now, I, I learned back in 2006. And it's it, that 90 
plus percent of of the U.S. government is all run on blackmail. They're all all these all these guys and and ladies are all uh, on camera with children and doing horrible things, and they're owned. I mean, they'll keep getting elected. They'll keep raising higher in the ranks and getting on committees they want as long as they toe that line and that's how that's why the people vote for all these horrible things put these horrible bills out there because they have like most of them have no choice and that and the whole thing is run on blackmail so jeffrey epstein was not a big surprise to me none of this stuff was a surprise to me i already knew about it all but that was first initiation into understanding what's really going on in the world before that i was completely clueless and I went through this transformation from, you know, uh, July or so of 2006 to December. And I had this huge revelation in the middle of the night and, and wrote this song called Pendulum that ended up being the first like politically themed song that I'd ever done. And as soon as I put that out there, I got massive uh, feedback from it, like positive feedback, really from all over the world. XM Radio started playing it on a bunch of different stations. I was getting letters from every all the countries all over the world, um, and I, I was getting attention from celebrity people. I mean, I was I was a nobody, you know. I, I mean, not that anybody's a nobody, but you know what I'm saying. Like I yeah. wasn't like uh, I, I wasn't a successful musician. I was just I was making a living, <laughs> you know. But I wrote this song, and it, and it really got a lot of attention. And then uh, ultimately, I got the attention of Ron Paul. And his campaign and ended up uh, doing a lot of events with him and, and more or less touring with him during the 2012 campaign, uh, doing major events for, for pretty large crowds. And that's really how I kind of got my name out there. But it all started with the whole, you know, Pizzagate and 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 which is just the tip of the iceberg. Um, but really the 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 underground um, child trafficking, uh, satanic cult pedophile ring. Like, the, like that was my first piece of information that I was given by a person who admittedly participated in it and ran and ran one of these rings. And, uh, it kind of, it kind of set the tone. Like I have just been, uh, you know, speaking about these things publicly for many years, government corruption and I'm anti-war Pro Second Amendment. I'm pro medical freedom. I'm anti-vax. I'm a father of seven children. You know, I and just um, you know, we're we're just we're just trying to build the world that we want to see, and not accepting anything less. And so, uh, it's 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 all been because of of the the music that I've been able to get the message out there and and, and affect so many people. Um, so yeah, I mean that's like in a nutshell. That's how I got really started in music, and then the the liberty movement. That's mm -hmm. how it all kind of came together. Wow, that is unbelievable. I, I hadn't heard yeah. that part of the story. That's really crazy because, like you know, for me, I kind of hit a dead end and a roadblock when it came to that topic of like you know child trafficking and stuff. Like that was way further down the road for me. Like I started like nine eleven, and then you kind of jump to like you know the wars and all these other things, and then I I came across the phenomenon of like child trafficking and stuff, and I was like. And then and I was like, I was incredulous, right? As like Richard says, and I'm like, no way looking into that. And then I realized the depth of it and the darkness of it. And I was like, I had to pull back. And be like, Okay, no, I mean, I, I understand now what's going on. Like I, I researched extensively and I, I figured out all the things that was going on. And yeah. that was, that was the part where I had to like pull back and be like, okay, I understand what's going on. I don't need to like devote my soul to, to getting into this. I mean, you know, I talk about it a lot on the show. We've covered the topic, but it's like, you know, where I was at, I was getting into a pretty dark place with it. So that's shocking yeah. that that was your intro to all this, but that's, that's a great way to like kick the door open on the realities of the world. 
and realize that the world we've been presented is much different than the way the world actually is. And so that's well, amazing. Sir. Yeah. That's amazing that you, uh, you know, you took that and then have kind of, you know, what we all try to do, we try to leverage all of that darkness and kind of turn it into light, you know, create awareness. And, and now I'm at a point in my journey where it's like, I, I'm, I'm all about solutions, right? The solution aspect of it, you know, whether it's, and a lot of it has to do with like, you know, you know, what, the next generation of children, like we may not win this fight, like in our generation, but, but the, are we will be best equipped as a species if we're able to raise children the right way to, to bring children up in, in, in the type of mindset to, to be able to pass us, pass the torch, so to say, yeah. when the time comes. So, sure. so yeah, man. So that's amazing. So, so, um, wow. So, so you start touring with Ron Paul and then um, like, well, where did your music kind of lead you from there? Like, well, like, what have you been up to like these last few years? Well, you know, I, I toured so much from 2007 to 2017. It was about 10 years of like hardcore touring. I was, I, I've played in every state in the continental U.S. multiple times. I've, I've played in lots of other countries too. Um, and I realized that I had missed so much of my own children's young childhood, you know, because I, because I was so driven, not that I was never home. I was home, but if you're gone two to three weeks out of the month, you know, you miss a lot of stuff and yeah. I can't ever get that back. And, and I, I wanted to, I needed to take a break. You know, the, 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 the whole Trump phenomenon really put a lot of people and the Liberty movement back to sleep. And I was finding that the the opportunities weren't as as lucrative and as 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 plentiful as they had been. And I wanted to do some other stuff. And so I, I took some time off. I got I got really involved in, in the medical cannabis freedom uh, movement and, and worked with a with a, a medical cannabis collective. I actually had a, a, a strain of cannabis named after me, which was nice. kind of cool. If you get on Seed Finder, look up Jordan Page. There's a couple of strains called Jordan Page, which is kind of fun. Um, and I don't even smoke cannabis myself, but, I, but I'm very passionate about it and very passionate about its medicinal effects. And and so, you know, I, I got involved in that. I was doing a lot of Second Amendment stuff, um, a lot of a lot of anti-war uh, protests and rallies. But I've, I've been writing a lot of songs since 2016 about real people. So I did a song for Lavoy Finicum, who was the rancher from Arizona, who was gunned down in cold blood by federal agents in Oregon as part of the Malheur Wildlife Refuge uh, occupation. Um, he he was unarmed and shot nine times in the snow, and and was was illegally uh, w w they had an illegal kill stop set up for him because he was helping ranchers in the West unplug from the Bureau of Land Management. Uh, system, which is essentially a, a tyrannical terrorist organization, if you want my honest opinion about it. Um, but I wrote a song for him and and put that out. It was part of a documentary called uh, Dead Man Talking. Uh, I did a song for uh, Schaefer Cox, who was a, hmm. a libertarian political prisoner, really. He was a Ron Paul guy who was running for office in Alaska. And again, this is a guy that, that um, discovered there was a child trafficking operation in Fairbanks, that went all the way up to the top um, of the political spectrum and he was running for state rep and he started exposing it and naming names. He put a hot poker up the bears backside and they came after him with everything they had. They tried to kill him a number of times. Eventually they, they were able to uh, arrest him and they sentenced him to 28 years for two different conspiracy related charges. When they don't have anything to charge you with, 
they charge you with conspiracy because that can mean anything. And they gave him 28 years and they put him in a communication management unit in Terre Haute, Indiana with all the uh, Islamic jihadis from uh, Guantanamo Bay that they had moved up to uh, Indiana. So it was Schaefer and a couple of other Christian guys in a prison full of radical Islamic jihadis. And, you know, many of these guys were killed uh, while Schaefer was there. Uh, he he blew the lid on that on, on some murders that happened and and was punished for that. He's he he was a uh, you know really a for a, a freedom fighter and, and a voice for liberty that was a huge rising star in the liberty movement. And he was completely railroaded and spent uh, many years in prison. Was recently released, thank God. Uh, we did a big campaign for him through his foundation in 2019. I did a song for him called "The Persecution of Schaefer Cox" and and did a, a national. Um, campaign for him to raise awareness and support and they knocked 11 years off of his sentence so i was very pleased about that and now he's he's out thank god um the the the, the next uh single i'm putting out uh, this year is uh it's called free ross and it's a song for uh ross ulbricht another political prisoner who you know was given two life sentences plus 40 years for the crime of making a website now the real crime is that it gave bitcoin its very first real marketplace and that was the real reason that he was sentenced. The powers that be were punishing him for helping Bitcoin really get off the ground. Because the Ron Paul movement, the libertarian movement, we were the ones that were pushing Bitcoin back in 2010 and 11 when it was brand new and was worth very little. Uh, we, you know, I had I had hundreds of Bitcoin back then. <laughs> I was always, you know, giving them to people and and buying things at festivals with Bitcoin just to, just to just to get a, an alternative currency going to undermine the Federal Reserve System, which is a a, a, a debt and blood blood based currency. Uh, so we were really excited about Bitcoin. Uh, it was the people's decentralized currency. Never thought in a million years it would become what it is now. It's like worth twenty seven thousand uh, dollars per Bitcoin, but um, Oh, well, well, well. Hey, Jordan, can you hear me? Nice. Well, the powers that be. Are you there? Are you there? I'm oh, here. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. Kind of froze up a little bit there, but let's keep going. Sorry, as soon as we start talking Bitcoin, dude, the powers that be. That must have been it. Um, yeah. So, so yeah. So, so I was really involved in Bitcoin in the in the early days, and Ross Ulbricht had made this website called the Silk Road. That inevitably was Bitcoin's first marketplace, but it was used to sell drugs. And so they came after him and gave him two life sentences plus 40 years with no parole for a nonviolent crime of building a website that everyone else in the case that was equally culpable only got the most they got was 10 years. So he really got the 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 the, the brunt of all of it for the crime of giving Bitcoin its first marketplace. And I, he's been on my heart a lot lately. And I've written this song for him that I think is really special, and we're going to put it out in December. That's the plan, and uh, and hopefully you know raise a lot of awareness and support for him, for clemency. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Well, amazing, amazing activist work, and uh, man, I'd really love to get in touch with Schaefer, man. That's unbelievable. Like I'm, I wasn't as familiar with that story, so I might have to pick your brain about that later. But also, yeah. the 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 Ross Ulbricht story. You know, if people, if you're not familiar with the. Uh, with the Silk Road story, like it's a fascinating story, like really look into that, research it. And, you know, I've heard a lot of misinformation about that being portrayed, like they were selling child pornography and all this stuff. And it's like, yeah. that's not, that's yeah. not it at all. You know what I mean? And so there's a lot of misinformation out there about that particular case. And uh, it really does demonstrate, you know, a clear case of government, like seeing a threat 
to their empire and taking swift action. You know, that's what they do best. You know, if you, if you, if you go against the machine in a way that fundamentally undermines their institutions to that degree, then, then you can expect the full brunt coming down, which is terrifying how we have even allowed them to, to gain so much power. Right. And, and so, you know, hopefully there'll be a victory in the future in that case. And we can slowly start to dismantle the, their ability to do such things in the future. Right. Because it's just, it's unbelievable. You know, and then, you know, it's interesting because uh, just the whole decriminalization argument, you know, I, I'm I'm in favor of it. Uh, it's a really because I'm a person in recovery myself. Like I've been clean and sober for like going on seven years now. And it's like and I've worked as a drug and alcohol counselor. I used to live in Oregon. So I remember the the Malheur incident and like, you know, I uh, but it's interesting because a couple of years ago they decriminalized all drugs. And uh, it got really crazy out there. Like, like it just yeah. was really crazy. And so, you know, it, it's a very nuanced conversation and uh, yeah, but, uh, but, but, but the Silk Road case is a very interesting case. So anybody out there not familiar, definitely check it out. And also, you know, definitely what two life sentences. Isn't that what he got? Like two back consecutive two life sentences plus 40 years consecutive, with no parole for, for building the website. Yeah. You know, rapists and murderers don't get sentences like yeah, that. Exactly. Exactly. Like, like all of these like child molesters and stuff, like they're out in like five years or something like that. If that, yeah. if that, you know what I mean? And so just shocking, mind blowing, absolutely mind blowing. So well, it, it shows you the lunatics have, have taken over the asylum, yeah. you know, and, and we're being run by criminals. I mean, whistleblowers are, are being prosecuted and, and, and imprisoned. So, you know, I mean, like, yeah. the, because the criminals are in charge. Exactly. So, yeah, that's, it's a very clear cut case. Yes, the criminals are in charge. And, and you know, so and so it, it's it's really interesting because in my journey as a truther or whatever, right, you know, you get to the you get to the red pill and then you get to the the black pill. There's, there's periods of like white pill, hope, stuff like that. Um, and then there's like the solution pill where it's like, OK, yes, I know about Hillary Clinton and the hollow earth and all this stuff. But what are we going to do about it? What are we going to do about it? And that's like that's where I insist on being you know and for me it's gotten me to a place where i'm all about community like building community finding other like-minded people um you know developing skills self-sufficiency that sort of stuff and uh and it all kind of centralizes around um education like education for myself you know i don't have kids you know that's definitely something i would like to have in my life someday but uh uh but but you know i'm still trying to figure that whole situation out but uh, anyway but uh but I have a firm believer in, in the idea of like creating alternative education systems. And I've had multiple guests on the show to talk about this particular topic because there's a lot of people out there doing amazing work in that realm. Um, one of the things that, I mean, that really brought to my attention was just getting involved with Richard Grove's work, you know, with, uh, I started listening to, um, Oh my gosh. Why is it? What's his old show? The one that's like that he does like 20 hour podcasts. The, uh, Grand Theft World. Well, there's Grand Theft World, but there was the one that he did right before that, like the uh, Peace Revolution. Peace Revolution. Sorry. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah, Peace Revolution. I, have, I started. I, I have a T-shirt of that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, totally. So I started listening to Peace Revolution back in the day, and uh, I, I always thought that it was such a great resource. And then, and then I started getting into Grand Theft World, and then it wasn't until shortly after that I'm like, oh, it's the Peace Revolution guy. Oh my gosh, I had no idea. So it made sense because here we are doing like seven, eight hour episodes. <laughs> it's hilarious. So yeah. um but he's the one that kind of introduced me to John Taylor Gatto and yeah. just the the idea of um how 
corrupt the education system. I mean, I, I was new, like on a surface level that, you know, we were deprived, but I had no idea. I had no idea like the extent. And then also, you know, and then I got the chance to take autonomy, which really deconstructs a lot of like the, the education system, what it was lacking, what an educate, what a real education would look like and, and, and looks like really, you know, that's one of the cool things about autonomy. It's like, okay, here's what a real education looks like, or, you know? And so, um, and so I, I really opened my mind and kind of broadened my horizons into this whole idea of homeschooling, like co-op learning, like all these things that I, I probably I would admit kind of I fell into the, the the mentality of, you know, homeschool kids are just like weirdos and how do they socialize and all this stuff. Right. You know what I mean? Like all the all the propaganda and the nonsense around it. And then you start to learn about all these other countries that where it's illegal to homeschool. It's right. like literally illegal to homeschool. You have to send them to these government institutions. And it's so crazy. So anyway, I've been rambling for a minute, but I, I was just really curious about your journey in terms of like, you know, the truth or journey and how you arrived at the point where it's like, okay, I need to start being more solution focused. And, and how do we implement solutions? Sure, sure. That's a great question. So my wife and I have seven children, as I mentioned, mm -hmm. uh, ages uh, 15 and a half down all the way down to five. We've got five boys. And two That's girls. awesome, and man. Yeah. Oh, it's awesome. It's great. It's you so know, cool. I, the, the, I, I, the mandate was, um, to, uh, to outbreed the statists. Yes. You know, and I took that very seriously. Uh, and, 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 but we've also <laughs> put the time in to really, you know, raising them the, the right way and with, with a lot of love and, guidance and and they, I, I didn't have a lot of guidance when I was growing up I was I was I was very much on my own in a lot of ways and and kind of raised by wolves and so I've, I've taken some of the lessons from all of that and really really stopped that cycle and 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 given my children um you know real time with me and and real real understanding and and structure and love um but uh, but with a with a strong focus on on freedom and, and the uh, the philosophy of liberty and they all get it you know <laughs> they all really really get it it's awesome and so we've been homeschooling since my oldest was about 3 and so it's been about it's been about 12 years that we've been homeschooling and my wife is actually a certified teacher here uh in Washington state where we live we have a ranch up here and right in the next room, at, at, as we are speaking right now, in the next room, uh, we, we've got a, a homeschool classroom for 35 kids uh, th th that happens uh, every week, like twice a week. And my wife is the is the main uh, teacher and has um, has you know, parental support from the other families. But it's uh, it's 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 like the old like the old school uh, schoolhouses, you know, back in the in the, you know, 18, 1900s when it was all grades under one roof, you know, on the same room. And it's really, it's really a beautiful thing. And it's really like the, the pilot program for our new um, technology platform, which is Firefly Education Network. So I, I, I had this revelation that the, 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 tree, the, the root of the tree of, of tyranny that needs to be cut is the education system. That is how the state continues to maintain its hold over the consciousness of the public is that they have everybody's kids the people who won get get to educate everyone's kids and teach them whatever nonsense they want to and teach them false history never teach them about their rights or even things like the, about the, the constitution and the founding of, of the united states it's um it's it's pretty insidious what's actually going on and when my wife was getting her master's in, in education a few years ago what they were teaching her to do 
was insidious. It was it, there is a nefarious dark agenda at work through the teachers unions, through the entire public public education system. They are they are manipulating and brainwashing young teachers to to disseminate the the state's radical destructive agendas that are that are anti-life anti-god anti-family anti-freedom in every way shape and form and and she felt very compelled that we had to do something what are some examples of that of like the actual like top-down hey like directives or actual things that they were trying to instruct or or shift their trying to get them to do basically Sure. Well, 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 we're seeing it now. Like, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. A, a couple, a couple years ago, she was in in her the, the courses she had to take, but we're seeing the fruit of it now. The whole yeah. transgender yeah. agenda, which is a very radical political agenda, uh, the you know critical race theory, which is which is racism, you know, institutionalized racism. You know, the left always talks about institutionalized systemic racism at at the you know from from foundations of society all the way up to government, but it's like these policies are systemic foundational institutionalized racism. And I mean there there were some books that she was forced to read where the author literally like has has th- these authors had very little intelligence and they would they make claims like science says rather than like citing a study or citing even a scientist it just says science says dot 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 <laughs> you know on these wild yeah. outlandish wow. claims that have no basis in fact or biological reality and 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 they, but they are of a from, from a, a vantage point where they're untouchable because it is culturally acceptable to to have a certain viewpoint and culturally unacceptable to have another viewpoint and but the problem is is that the, the, the side that's in power right now they cannot justify or back up any of their claims so they resort to censorship and attacks and and mob mentality cancel culture that those are the, those are the things that they have to protect their their fragile house of cards of a worldview and uh, but people with common sense sound crazy to the average person these days because common sense has moved so far away from from the center of, of popular culture and, and, and conversations that are happening. So we realized that it like things were getting really bad and they were going to get worse. So we had to do something. I mean, we're the kind of people that want to do something about it. And she says, what if we opened a center for homeschool families up here? And I was like, you know, we live in a pretty rural area. I don't think we could do it as a business. It it wouldn't it wouldn't be profitable. But I've been in the blockchain space a long time. Why don't I talk to some of my my tech friends and put something together and see if we could do this as like a decentralized platform? Because that's one of the beauties of this technology is that you can decentralize everything. So that there's no single point of failure. There's no there's no uh, way to to hack it or destroy it. Um, you know, every, like all the records are immutable and essentially written in digital stone. Uh, they can't, once, once they're recorded, they can't be unrecorded. They can't be changed. It's like a real way to, to record true history without the, the influence of some, of big, of big brother or, or any other kind of, uh, force to try to, to, to change the past. And, and, and cause with blockchain, you can't do that. It's just simply not possible. So we're really interested in having a decentralized network where chapters can spring up all over the world and be interacting with teachers and content creators. It's really like a an education 
ecosystem that's a digital marketplace for teachers and content creators who have been deplatformed, who have been kicked or pushed out of the public school system because they, they their consciences wouldn't let them keep teaching in those environments or lying to parents about their what their children are doing or up to. Um, you know, and a lot of these hundreds of thousands of teachers have been forced out of the school system because of all these radical, crazy policies, and they need somewhere to go. And they're and, and the homeschool population in just just in America in the last two and a half years has more than doubled from under three million to over six million. That's not an accident. That is because of these destructive and perverse policies that this administration has been pushing down the pike through the Department of Education. And so millions and millions of families are pulling their kids out and it's just, they need somewhere to go to. I remember what it was like when we first started and we, we could have, we would have loved to have had community and tools and, and uh, guidance into what curriculum would work best for our kids and, and just different, different approaches to education. And so we're really building this tech platform to answer all of those pain points that all of these homeschool families are experiencing you know, not just what we experience, but we're getting feedback from our from our you know audiences about what they want to see on the platform. And you know, we're it's like combining traditional family values because because we're a faith based platform, mm -hmm. but we accept people of all faiths. We accept everybody, but there is a code of conduct that they have to to abide by and understand that you're not going to find critical race theory on Firefly. You're not going to find, you know, uh, the, the idea that there's, you know, uh, 1500 different genders on Firefly. It's just not, it's, it's number one, it's not true. And number two, we're not, we're not promoting that at all. We're not going to have any sexual education of, of any kind other than biological reproduction in the animal kingdom. And in that case, there's, there's two genders, there's male and female. And that's all that there is. That's all there ever has been, all there ever will be. And so we're, we're taking a very common sense and faith-based approach to this and keeping discussion of sexuality in the home where it belongs. Educators have no place in this discussion. They have no place in this discussion whatsoever. This is something that parents should be teaching their kids. Parents should be the primary educators of their kids, not these, you know, you know, whack job teachers with green hair who are, you know, <laughs> who hate their country and, and want to, you know, corrupt the youth and make them, you know, all into, um, you know, Molotov cocktail throwing angry adult, you know, temper tantrum children. I mean, there's a massive failure to launch in our society of young adults who have who have no purpose, who have no sense of purpose is really, really what I meant to say. They have no sense of purpose. They have no uh, direction or understanding about how to be an adult and live in the real world because they have grown up in this system that has destroyed their ability to do so and never gave, or just never gave them any, any real training. I was raised by the public school system and it wasn't that bad when I was in it, but yeah, I had no, I, I had no preparation for the real world whatsoever. I, I, I don't, I, I, I was completely wet behind the ears going into adulthood and, and it was very painful, you know, process. Cause I, cause I get, I was real, I was raised by that system. So we're, we're looking to create a, a, a viable alternative to that system where people can, can create communities and do it on their own, but by interacting with teachers, both online through teleconference and in person. So if you're a teacher that lives, I don't know, I'll just pick a city, let's say Mobile, Alabama. I have a friend down there. So if, if you're a teacher in Mobile, Alabama, and there's a Firefly chapter there, you can connect with them and get paid through the platform to teach in-person classes for their to their family or to their co-op or however many kids there are in that chapter down there. 
Um, you you could be you could be teaching online and have kids in, in all different countries all attending your your class all at the same time, or making pre-recorded content as webinars, or or, or 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 even you know with multiple choice type type tests. There's, there's all different kinds of ways that we're we can do it and are gonna do it. There's no one way, but we really are are very bullish on in-person learning and keeping keeping kids in in getting together in person to be taught by a human being in in person but without the the infrastructure of the public school system so we're building our own i think we you really like re revolutions these days don't have to be violent they can be innovative they can be based on innovations and and with blockchain you have this decentralized uh, tool that that really can make it all possible. You know, we're we're incorporating a, a financial incentive for students to do well in their in their studies by carving out portions of, of of the profits of the platform and putting them into a student treasury and allocating those funds to every class that's on there. So if you meet however many milestones there are in a particular course, when you meet however many of those, you get a financial stipend at the end. We're really trying to uh, solidify the connection for, for kids at a young age, the, the, the connection between hard work and compensation, you know, which is, you know, when I was growing up, it was like the, the, the main reason I had to get good grades was to not get hassled. You yep. know, that it, I had no real understanding that I was investing in my future in some way so that I could get some job and, and make a certain amount of money, you know, we have lost entrepreneurial spirit in this country and around the world, and we need to invigorate that and, and infuse that into the kids. And so what better way than get, giving them a financial incentive to, to do well in their schoolwork? Every study that's ever been done that, that did that, the productivity overall went through the roof, hockey stick graph. And so we are we're very excited about that. We think it'll be a great draw. It'll be fun for the kids to be able to earn some income and which can be spent on the platform or can be cashed out and spent out in the world. Uh, but really, we're, we're really looking to build an economic ecosystem that spans borders. You know, I mean, classes beyond borders, friendships beyond borders. You could be working with you could be in, in Tennessee and working on a class project with with someone in Tokyo and someone in Edinburgh, Scotland, and somewhere in uh, in South Africa. Like there's there's no reason that, especially with all the tools that we have now, with like translation tools, AI translations, why kids can't be communicating uh, in real time with each other. Uh, so there, there's there's there, like the Web three component of all this is huge, even though it'll be a very Web two experience to to a large degree, so that people. Don't need to be scared of the technology and the tools. They're just there to help you. You know, I mean, I was I was a little nervous about a lot of these AI tools when they first came out. until I started using them and realizing, well, this is really just like the Internet. I mean, like the, the Internet was a massive innovation that changed the world. And and so are these AI tools. You know, I, I use I, I just published a children's book this year using uh, Midjourney to, to generate mm -hmm. the, the illustrations. I wrote the story, but I used Midjourney to create the illustrations. And now I'm using. Uh, runway which is an ai animation tool to um to animate those images into a video book of of the book so it's like you know i use chat gpt all the time for all kinds of stuff i mean these are just tools and people don't need to be necessarily just scared of the tools more i i'm like when it comes to ai I, we, we get a lot of conversations about this stuff scott people are are concerned about like all, all the technology they're scared of it I'm like you don't need to be scared of it just learn what it is learn how to use it because 
people that aren't using these tools are going to be left behind in, in, in a lot of ways. And the careers of the future are really going to be centered in these tools. So we want to make them available and teach people how to use them, but not put our, uh, the emphasis isn't on them. It's on real actual education and grounded in, in core family values so that you don't have to be scared bringing your kid to Firefly, what they're going to learn there because like, like so, that someone's going to corrupt them and plant some insidious, you know, mind pathogen in their heads. And all of a sudden they come home and, you know, they want to cut parts of their body off. Like mm. that's not happening on Firefly. Like we're very Liberty centered, very, very freedom centered. Um, so really all like Firefly is like the culmination of everything that I've ever been part of and ever done. And we're, we're, we're really, just feeling very blessed to be able to provide this tool to families. It's something that we wish that we'd had when we started out. And I, and I think it has, it has the potential to do very, very well. I mean, the homeschool market is booming and it, it is, it is no signs of slowing down. I mean, it's about, I think $7 billion worldwide right now, the online tutoring market by 2030, it's going to be over 20 billion. And wow. we're just like, even if we just capture a very small fraction of that, uh, it will be a very successful company, but it, for me, it's more than that. It's it's about it's about turning the culture around. It's about stemming the tide of tyranny and cutting that root. Like education is like the central issue that touches everything else. You you, na you name an issue going on in the world right now. The reason it's able to happen is because they have control of the education system wherever wherever they are. Yeah, and so we need we need we need to take that back and build one for ourselves. Amen to that, man. That's amazing. Wow. Well, there's so much good stuff in there. I definitely have I definitely have some questions about it because it's really sure. fascinating what you're building. I was just gonna say though, real quick, that that the AI, the way you depicted and kind of characterized the AI element of this new world that we're entering, I completely agree with you. You know, it is definitely a tool that can be used for good or evil, and I think there's a lot of misinformation about that. You know, like we're in fear of like a sentient AI that comes online and 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 takes over the world you know what i mean and all this stuff but like these are really just like large language models that 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 collate they basically just take human intelligence and just kind of amalgamate them into whatever you requested so there's it's like it, it's 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 interesting but I've, I've used all these tools as well you know and you kind of had me thinking it's really interesting because this ai thing you know in a way it's really disrupted I've talked to a few people that are like college students and I, I always ask them like, so what's up with this AI chat GBT? Do you even have to write papers anymore? Like you don't even have to do any work anymore, do you? And they're like, well, you know, I mean, like they have ways to kind of detect it, but it's like this new era of AI technology has really kind of made traditional university education type systems almost obsolete. Like who needs a textbook anymore? Who needs to write a paper? You don't, but, but it's, but so it's like, it's undermined all that to society's de deficit though, because then all these people are just going to fake and, 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 you know, do all these papers and they're going to come out there and they're not, not even going to get an education. They're just going to fake their, they have the ability to fake their way through it. Right. And so with a homeschool or like a curriculum, like you have, you know, you still have to do the learning. You still have to take the, you know, you still have to, uh, you know, learn the knowledge. Right. And that's what it's all about yeah. is like gaining the knowledge. Right. And so that's, but that's an interesting approach. It's like, and, and you're absolutely right. The future is going to be this technology. You know, there's still going to be a human element to it and, and, you know, what to request the input, the human, the human input is still going to be a part of that whole process. Even though we have these powerful tools to generate the output, you know, there's still going to be a human component there. So we have to teach, you know, the next generation how to use these tools in a positive way and how to like use that to better society. So it's a very interesting era we're entering in. I'm very kind of excited about it. You know, um, I mean, yeah. 
I mean, these tools, like if we were to harness them ourselves and use them, it could really make a huge difference in the world, you know, for freedom, for human freedom, you know, the chat GPT with the guardrails. And, you know, we know that there's only certain things that it'll allow you to say. And one of my favorite pastimes is to try to trick it into saying things it's not supposed to say, right? There you go. Oh, sure. <laughs> oh, of course. Of course. It's like, oh, I got you, chat GPT. You weren't supposed to say that. Anyway. I asked chat GPT to, <laughs> to write um, a parody once of the Gilligan's Island theme song about the trump and it did and it wrote a very very disparaging parody to set to the theme of gilligan's island about about donald trump yes. and then i said to do the same thing for joe biden i was i was playing with it yeah and then it wrote it wrote one and it was very very pro joe biden's oh. the greatest president there is and then i i said do it now write one about and i'm not i'm not like a, a huge trump guy but i said sure. write one now about donald trump that is positive about him and it refused it said Whoa. i can't do it because it would it would be uh, offensive to do so and i said well you just did it for joe biden so do it for donald trump and it, and it argued with me uh for for, for several uh back and forth <laughs> exchanges until I finally convinced it to do it and, it and it wrote one that was positive but it wasn't as good it wasn't like it wasn't as quality it it, it felt like it was doing it begrudgingly which I thought was really interesting. I also <laughs> had to do um, an explanation of the metaverse in the style of Andrew Dice Clay. And that was absolutely hilarious. I had a blast with that. That was really, really fun. That's um, all. Yeah. I, I, I've been in some arguments with chat GPT, which is very sad and lonely place to be for me, but it's like, I said, no, but I know what you mean. It's hilarious. <laughs> it is hilarious. It's like, come on, how you, how dare you? Right. But uh, that's fascinating, man. So, so one of the things like I want to encourage everybody, if you guys go and so there's links down below in the episode description, I'm going to add some more after we're done recording here. But if you guys go to uh, fireflyedu.org, you can kind of browse around and then uh, all the sections, what you could expect for parents and students, for instructors, creators, for homeschool chapters. And I really think this is kind of cool right here because this actually kind of resonates with me. So you have instructors, obviously, like teachers, um, people who will be facilitating learning environments but then you have this section right. of creators so tell me about yeah. this does this mean like if i wanted to like upload a course on like how to start a podcast or something like that is that what that yes. thing is I, yeah. I i want i want you to do that we okay. need to get scott armstrong's podcast course on firefly yes that's and, awesome and so so you would ba basically you know we will have a tool suite on firefly where you can that you can use to make content mm -hmm. or right. if you have your own way of making content you can do it that way then you would you would apply to have that course uh, put on firefly it would go through a an approval process and it would get posted and then you'd be able to market it to our to our audience i mean we're essentially spending ad dollars to get people in we're not charging teachers or content creators a membership fee or hosting fees. We take, we take a flat fee out of like all sales mm -hmm. of courses and, and, and teaching time. And it's just, it's like a flat fee and never, that doesn't change, but there's no upfront costs to content creators or teachers. We want you there because they're the backbone of the whole operation and we want them to make money. We want you to be on there and sell your courses and make money. We, we will fish for people to come in and bring them and then funnel them into your courses and uh, and the really the sky's the limit as to what curriculum could be on there. Of course, we're going to be developing a core curriculum K through 12 
uh, over the course of the first probably three years. I mean, that that's a massive undertaking. Yeah, that's a very expensive undertaking, but that will un- ultimately probably be one of our biggest revenue streams is our branded core course uh, courses. Um, but many of those courses may end up being from independent content creators that we that we you know work with and love and have really great stuff. So we may just incorporate that and license that from them. Um, but as far as electives, I mean, it can, we, we anything from martial arts and car mechanics to playing the French horn, um, you know, and horticulture. I mean, there's really no no limit to what kind of curriculum could be on there. And really, we're just we're, we're going to develop the entire infrastructure and marketplace uh, for you guys to, to sell your courses and to and to bring people in. Um, there's there's also like in, in, in the in the Web3 Avenue. There'll be an NFT creation station for kids. I was just going to gonna ask you own. about that, the NFT situation. But yeah, but, but for kids, yeah. yeah, tell us about that. Tell us about that. Yeah, so, I mean, you know, if you don't know what an NFT is, I'll, I'll just give you a very brief. It's essentially, like, think of Bitcoin. It's like a crypto asset. Only rather than being fungible, meaning that one Bitcoin is worth what another Bitcoin is worth, like a dollar is worth a dollar. That's called fungib- fungibility. Non-fungible tokens are crypto assets that are one of a kind. The way that you would think of a painting as being a store of value that's one of a kind. And so we've got a, a we've got a collection of NFTs right now that represent a lifetime membership to Firefly, the top tier level of membership, first access to the all the features when we open, NFT holders will be the first ones in, trying it out, playing with it, giving us feedback. Um, VIP access to all events, whether they're virtual or or in person. There's a whole list of perks, and we're going to keep adding to it because really, right now, these NFTs are a fundraising mechanism for us in our early stage. We, I mean, we're we're deep in development. A lot of components of Firefly have been built. Right now, we have a uh, we have a community app that that's out right now that um, we can we. I think there's a link uh, on on Scott on your on your page to our to our community. Uh, we're encouraging people to join the community and share their stories and get to know content creators and teachers and other homeschool families while we build. But we are deep in development, but we are raising more money to to complete that development uh, over the next uh, year. So we're hoping to be have have our beta testing in uh, the fourth quarter of of next year with a soft launch in the first quarter of 2025. Uh, if we can cool. get to market sooner, that is the plan. Uh, we, I mean, as soon as possible is the plan. But uh, the sooner that we raise the funds that we need, the the better. But we're we're deep in that uh, that process as well. We've done very well so far, but we have a little ways to go. So, sure. um, but the NFTs are a fundraising mechanism that people can can buy a, buy a, a a lifetime membership to Firefly for one ETH. And all of all of that money goes directly into our development and marketing budgets. So it, it's just a way for you to support us now in our early stage uh, without too big of a, of a financial commitment. And uh, we really appreciate it. We've, we've sold a bunch, but we have we have some more that we can sell and and every little bit helps. So, yeah. Perfect. Um, so what is that? Is that the only way that you're fundraising or that, how can people listening today support what you're working on? We we are um, we we are doing an equity seed raise right now okay. uh, for, for uh, accredited investors and and VC funds and and those types of those types of groups. Um, if someone is interested uh, and, and, is, and is an accredited investor, they are they are welcome to uh, to contact me at info at fireflyedu.org. They can reach out me to, to me directly if they're interested in that. 
Um, but so yeah, so we are we are doing an equity uh, an equity sale an equity raise I should say, uh, for our seed funding and uh, as well as the as well as the NFTs. But we'll have a but we'll have an NFT station for creating a creation station on the platform for kids to make their own NFTs and sell them or trade them, and they can and NFTs are they can have functionality on the platform. So we have we have some technology that we've developed where the rather than it just being an image that's whose ownership is recorded on the blockchain as a crypto asset, it also has metadata underneath that can be unlocked that could have virtual machines in it that can have operating systems, can have video players, all kind. I mean, any any anything that you use on your computer is essentially a digital file that can be embedded into an NFT and then used for a practical purpose to. Let's say unlock a particular feature. Um, if you if you buy an NFT in a particular collection that we put out, it, it opens uh, maybe some exclusive content. You know, they, they, these these are just ideas that, that we've been uh, playing around with that we want to do. But the kids can do this too, and they can create these collections and and sell them, buy them, trade them on the platform, and it'll be a way that they 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 can engage in the crypto uh, economy um, themselves. So yeah, so we're perfect. Excited about it. That's amazing. That's amazing. So, um, so I know that there's so many different, uh, communities out there. Like I've, uh, interviewed like classical learner, uh, dot com, uh, Brett Pike, uh, Moira Mills, um, Stephanie, our mutual friend, Stephanie's coming up yeah. with freedom labs, like all these different yeah. organizations out there. Is there a way for you to then integrate with these or to kind of bring them under your umbrella or offer your curriculum to them? Or is there like an outreach or in, in just in the interest of like the idea of building community? Is there a way to kind of network and pull all these together or, or how does that, how does that, how's your, what's your vision for that? Absolutely. I, yeah. I don't see any other platforms that are out there as long as they, you know, are in line with our um, like moral philosophy, I, I guess you would say. Like we're willing to work with everyone. Like, like the, the, I don't see these people as or these platforms as competition at all. And even as competition, the market is so huge. There's room for all of us in it. But I, I see Firefly as a decentralized hub where we can host all of these different communities and curriculum and funnel people into those and and, and amplify what they're already doing. And I say this to a lot of uh, of content creators that I talk to who are excited about this. I'm like. I, I don't want to change what you're doing. I want to amplify what you're doing. I want to I want to make I want to make what you're doing more successful within our ecosystem and send more people into your program. There's a guy that I met. I was at a crypto conference in in Denver uh, uh, in, end of August, and he runs this incredible uh, after school program uh, tech program in uh, in upstate New York. And I was, but but it lends itself perfectly to our platform that he could he could do it virtually as well as travel around and and work with individual chapters and get paid to do it. And I said I want to I just want to amplify what you're doing because what you're doing is awesome. It works. I love it and I want it. And you know we'll we'll send people into your program so that you make more money and we make money and all the kids are getting a great experience and a great education. Um, there's another another program called uh, Blockchain Universe that uh, that I met last year at another crypto conference in Miami, and they host a a metaverse art class where the kids have like the headset and the handsets, and they're in a three dimensional realistic virtual space, and they have you know a hundred different tools, every color in the rainbow, and they can create a three dimensional sculpture slash painting you know, creations in the middle, in, in midair 
defying gravity in this virtual space. And it's a, it's a three-dimensional experience. They can walk around it. They can manipulate it. They can turn it. And and I've, I've seen a demo of this live. This eight-year-old girl was doing it. It was incredible. And they host this class um, a couple times a month. And, and they're, they, they're going to be part of Firefly too. And when when the creation is done in these virtual spaces, it can be turned into a three-dimensional NFT, like like a the, the, like a rotoscope sort of uh, film of it going all the way around, and that can become an NFT that they can sell, or they can and they can uh, also 3D print it. So you can get the 3D print instructions for this unique original creation that Whoa. couldn't have necessarily been built in the real world and have it 3d printed so you get a physical representation of it uh just this is just where the tech is going and it's like yeah. it's it's really mind-blowing and really exciting and really fun and the kids love it and it gets them excited about about learning it gets them excited about art and and that's what we really want i mean we don't we don't want to completely like phase out like classical education not at all that, I mean, that, that's going to be a big focus for us is, 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 is classical education. But at the same time, not ignoring the reality of all these new tools and, and where it's all going. You know, I mean, like as, 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 a, as a Christian, as a man of faith, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm very old school in, in, a, in a lot of ways, but I'm also very forward thinking and I see what's happening. I see the value in these things. Yes, there is, there is a danger with some of these companies. I mean, I, I heard a, uh, a company at this conference I was at talking about uh, artificial generative intelligence, which is not artificial intelligence. Artificial generative intelligence is like the makings of Skynet from the Terminator. Yeah, exactly. Recursive, and, yeah. recursive AI. Yeah. Yeah. And that stuff is very scary. And that mm -hmm. I, I don't want anything to do with it, but, but like you're talking about these, these amazing language models and, and, um, and these, uh, these, image generation and animation generation. I mean, it's, it's all so, it's so exciting the era that we're living in right now. And I mean, you know, when I was growing up, they didn't, we didn't have cell phones. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I remember when I was a kid, they, my grandmother still had a rotary phone, you know, I mean, where we've come to just in my own lifetime, just so far, my life's, you know, halfway through that, like where, how far it's come, it's, it, it blows my mind and it's going at warp speed now. So we're just, we're, we're, we're not ignoring that. We're just incorporating it. People don't need to be scared of the tools and they don't have to use the tools if they don't want to, they, but they're there if they, if they would like to learn how to use them and take advantage of them. But folks are folks that are, that are more, you know, that are less bullish on tech and, and really just want that, that in-person experience. That is, that is absolutely one of our focuses at Firefly. We believe in that. We do that here. You know, we've got guest teachers that come in to, to the classroom uh, at, on our ranch that's happening right now. And they and, and people from all over the community come in and teach the kids different courses. And, you know, my wife obviously teaches a lot of different courses. So we're all about in-person learning. And we we have a, a nonprofit a aspect to this, too, Scott, where we're developing a, a charitable foundation that so that we can funnel money from from the company into that to help the proliferation of chapters and to and to give grants and scholarships to chapters to buy them computers to buy them you know or help them lease spaces or buy equipment whatever they need to get up and running we want to be able to fund that and so and that includes overseas as well i mean think about how many unbanked people there are but they have cell phones you know, like most most people in remote villages all over the world, they still have these smartphones. And if you have any kind of smart device that can connect to the Internet, you can have a Firefly chapter there. 
So, you know, we're really interested in 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 putting uh, resources into missions and into, you know, well drilling and building schools for pe- for pe- places all over the world that want it. It's a big vision, but it's it's totally doable. That's the thing. It's absolutely doable. We just got to get it off the ground. So anyone that's interested in this can can join the Firefly Forum. There's links to it on our website, the FireflyEDU.org. Just click join the community and uh, and you'll fill out a, a, just a very short form. And you get an invitation to join uh, to join our, our Firefly fo- uh, forum app, and then uh, we're posting content in there and having great discussions. And we'd love to have you guys. That's amazing, man. That's amazing. Wow, yeah. I'm so impressed, man. I can't wait to see this thing evolve and take off. And it sounds like you're really onto something here. So, I have one more question for you here as we're kind of winding sure. down. What yeah. would be so we have so many parents that are looking at the craziness of the world, and of course they have like you know typically. You know, both parents work full time during the day and these public school systems are kind of like their their daycare in a lot of ways and they don't see a way out or an alternative. And then they don't know of an maybe they don't know of an alternative. Right. And maybe somebody watching or listening is in that situation. Uh, Maybe someone watching or listening knows somebody in this situation and can use this as a resource. What would be your message right now to that parent, that parent that's sitting there that, that wants to pull their children out of school but doesn't know? What steps to take? There's fear around it, the the yeah, stigma, sure. the ostracization, totally. all that. What is your message to that parent? I, I love that you asked this question. This is a fantastic question, but there is an answer to it. Okay, so I would I, like number one to 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 address those people directly. I would say we are thinking about you while we're building this. We are designing this to meet your needs. So one component of Firefly can be childcare. Because there, there's ma- massive amounts of childcare workers out there that are that would love to connect with families rather than working in some kind of a daycare situation at a center. They could, they they could essentially like come and and work for a, a particular family. I know lots of homeschool moms that that would would love to have some affordable childcare that could help them so that they, or, or or maybe help clean the house or you know watch the kids while they go grocery shopping you know like that that's that that's one component of it so this will be a hub for childcare you know bonded childcare workers to to find and work with with homeschool families and and with groups um they like there is a there's a system that we're putting in in place where if you are like a single parent and you and you physically cannot be home to raise i mean not to raise your kid but to teach your kid there are there are ways to structure these chapters where you can contribute something to it if it's not in person teaching other parents you know and educators in the community that are part of it can fill that need but you could fill a need somewhere else you know we we have done that ourselves one of the co-ops that we were part of did that you know i i wasn't available to, to, to stay and teach, but I contributed in other ways. I, I fixed things. I brought firewood for the, for the wood stove at the church. You know, I, I, I did a lot of different things and, and, or I would come and I would oversee certain, um, cleanup days or, or like, like there's, there's, there's a million different ways that any, that it can be structured, but it doesn't mean that you have to be there. You have to, of course, develop a relationships and trust the people that you'd be leaving your kids with. But the beauty of starting these chapters is that they become cl- classes. They become classrooms. They become. They don't have to emulate the the state run classrooms, which are essentially like a, a prison model. But they they can. There, there's a lot of different ways that they can do it. But they essentially become communities 
where everybody is, you know, knows each other, trusts each other, and they're watching each other's kids while it while participating in this homeschool classroom dynamic. So you don't necessarily have to be there in person. It it just like you drop your kids off at school in the morning, you could drop your kids off at the Firefly chapter and then go to work. But you contribute in other ways to the overall health and success of the chapter. And there's there's a little as a thousand different ways that that can work. And we're going to be outlining all of that for people to give them lots of guidance and ideas on how to how to practically put that together. It I mean, we we want this as seamless and as easy as possible for people to unplug from the the, the system that that has completely like destroyed the youth of this country. We it, it's a moral imperative that that we do this. So we're going to we're finding ways we're all we're imagining new ways all the time um but we are we are thinking about these folks and designing firefly and the systems around that and how to help them that's awesome man okay i kind of got sidetracked there because uh our friend pb and jelly put something in the chat and i was like what in the hell <laughs> it says tuition for exchange in a go years preschool so she's like okay Backwards, it is why. Why is it backwards? I okay. So she she posted something backwards. I installed a hill with a slide at my son's preschool years ago in exchange for tuition, and she wrote it backwards right in the middle of a live stream to throw me off. Thanks, PB and Kelly. I really appreciate <laughs> that. that. Yeah, yeah. yeah but, but there you go. So she she offered something of value in exchange yeah. for something of value. Exactly. There's a lot of ways to make it work, and again, the nonprofit portion of this plays into it because then there's funds to allocate toward maybe the hiring of several childcare workers to participate in just, just watching over the kids during the day in the course of the school day or just yeah. or being teacher's assistants. I mean, who knows? But we, we really are, are thinking about all the different ways where funding is needed. What, what areas is funding needed you know, to, to, to make this thing a success on the ground? Not, not I mean, you know, the platform itself is 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 a technology platform, but where the rubber meets the road, we're talking about real people, real families, real kids, teachers that still have gifts they want to share, content creators who 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 have gifts they want to share, um, all kind of coming together in an in an economic ecosystem based around education, and with a, a focus on civics and liberty, and and you know. <laughs> not all the crazy. Yeah. So we're, 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 we're really excited about it. We're, we're very, we're all very passionate about it. My wife and I are extremely passionate about, about Firefly and, and there's so many amazing things that are happening right now. And so I encourage everybody to check out our social media, go to our website and, and join the community and come tell your stories and come. And if you're a content creator, tell us what kind of content you want to make. If you have anything like even like, like teasers of, of some of your content, Get it into the course room. We in, in our Firefly forum app. We have a, a a room just for courses. I put I I made a course, a guitar course called Strings of Freedom. I put that Whoa. in there for free. I usually sell that you know for for a lot, and I I just put it in there for free. Everyone who's who's a member uh, can just have that for free. Um, you know, it's uh yeah, it's it's great. So if you if you have anything that you'd like to just put out there to keep people engaged, great. Um, I'm actually looking at some content. Uh, about uh, licensing some great content, some science and and, and math content, uh, just just to give as a gift to our to our members uh, for the year. So that that should be happening pretty soon, um, and and we're going to be doing a lot of webinars and 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 AMAs and 
and uh, we'll always take your questions and we're, we're excited to, to meet people who are passionate about this too. Oh, Jordan, man. This is so awesome. I'm so fired up and excited, man. This is such an <laughs> exciting great. journey for you, man. I'm very, very happy. Maybe by the time it rolls out, I might actually have a kid. We'll see. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, let's just, let's, let's, the gauntlet that has been thrown. My the gauntlet has been thrown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there you go. Well, Jordan, you, you mentioned it there. You guys follow the website, follow the social medias. All that is in the, uh, is in the episode description below. Is there anything else you want to shout out? Any calls to action or anything? You know, I, I, I think we've covered it, you know, okay. right now we're, we're all about uh, just development and engagement. We're, we're building a community around this idea, around the platform. Um, if, if you're interested in supporting us financially, I encourage you to pick up an NFT. Uh, it, it, all, the, all the funds go directly into our development budget to get us to market sooner. And, uh, and that, that, that's a huge help. Um, if anyone is interested in, 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 uh, in participating at an equity level, they can contact me at info at fireflyedu.org. But um, yeah, we, we, right now we're just really excited about getting people into the forum and, and meeting you and learning about what you're, what you're all about and what your journey has been like. So come join right. us there. Awesome. I'll make sure all those links are in the episode. And then when it goes out on the podcast in a few minutes, I'll make sure too. So Jordan, thank you so much for joining me today, man. This is fantastic. And I hope everybody takes a moment, goes and checks it out, gets involved in the community, go at least give them a follow on uh, Twitter and Instagram. Uh, links are in the links are below and, uh, yeah, till next time. It's gonna. I got a pretty crazy week coming here. I'm actually going to Maui next week, you guys. I'm gonna go Ooh. hang out with the Unjected crew. So I'm gonna be out and about. So I don't know. I might do an episode. Might take the week off. I don't know. We'll see. I, but, I will uh, be watching that episode. There you yeah. go. There you go. <laughs> but uh, but so I don't know what's coming up next week. We'll see. It's gonna be played by ear. But uh, do have some cool shows scheduled coming up last weekends of October and into November. So stay tuned for that. And uh, until next time, you guys, just uh, stay free out there. Much love. Peace. All right.